Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hello and welcome to Make It Rain. I'm your host, Samantha Markle. And I'm not. I'm Elizabeth. Thanks for joining us. I'm actually Hillary and uh, we have a very special guest today. You know him. (laughs) You love him. Straight from Ireland, Kieran Breen. You went, Kieran a little, Breen. you went a little Scottish with the Breen for I some know. reason. You know what? I've seen Brooklyn many a time. I cannot get oh. that Irish oh. accent down. Kiki B is um, a sports editor, video producer here at Yahoo Canada. Really a jack of all trades. He does also everything. Also a Pisces. Also a Pisces, um, if anyone is wondering, if anyone's into astrology. Thank you for having such a per peasant on the show. This is uh, our second in a row Yahoo Sports crossover podcast, which is very exciting. Our friend here joins us um, to weigh in on... You, you've heard of the luck of the Irish. We bring you the hate of the Irish on today's episode. By that, I mean an Irish person hating the royals deeply. Yes. He's here to talk about it. Let's start with your childhood. Mm. Um, mm. What do you see when I show you this picture? Exactly, Rorschach test. So what was it like growing up in Ireland? Like, first of all, when did you come to Canada? Seven years ago. And I think that's a good place to start because I came to Canada on the day of the original royal wedding between William and Kit Middleton. Some people might remember it was quite widely covered. Right, and, right. You know, people seem to have forgotten about it since Harry got married. But there was another one that I also didn't pay attention to. But I had to a little bit because the day I flew to Canada was the day of the royal wedding. It was also when my flight was so cheap. And I sat in, air- in Dublin airport in the waiting line surrounded by mostly other Irish people. And there's a lot of older women, but also just like people of all ages and and backgrounds. And everybody was glued to their screens. And I saw old Irish grannies chatting to each other about Kit's dress and her this and that and William this and that. And it was in that moment that I realized, wow, something has changed. We're at the point now where Irish people are chatting about the dresses. It's like, what happened to 800 years do these 800 years mean nothing to you people? This is where we would have, like, a, if this was a movie, we'd be like, freeze yeah. frame. You're probably wondering how we got here. <laughs> and then we would just rewind 800 years. Like, real quick, for those of us who don't know, what's the deal with Ireland and England? Is it, like, love-hate? Hate-hate? Hate-hate? It's complicated? I mean, now it's, it is love-hate. It's complicated. I mean, for, you know, centuries, like, in a lot of parts of the world, it was hate-hate. You know, the English, you know, the British, primarily the English, um, hit it on us, so we hit it back. I think now you have this love-hate relationship where someone like myself who grew up in the north of Ireland grew up surrounded by British culture. The the media I was consuming, the sports I was consuming, the music, just the general kind of cultural upbringing. You couldn't help but being influenced by Britain. 
and therefore you're you're drawn to that. So you have this kind of like awkward, oh, I really love England, but also I hit them, and like, oh, I love their football teams, but I hit their queen, and like all that kind of stuff. Okay, so it's kind of similar to I'm not saying like love and hate things about the United States, but like you know, growing up in Southern Ontario and you know, in Canada, we're very influenced by American pop culture, sports, and news. So is it kind of like that? No. Okay. <laughs> because one, because Canada is essentially a dominion of the British crown, and, right. and originally the United States was too before they gained their quote unquote independence, and so therefore any aggression towards Canada was kind of like you're kind of fighting amongst yourselves. I think for us it goes a lot deeper, and hence why it's you know a little more a little more complicated. All right, I'll accept that answer. So you you said that you flew that day, and you mm. said you got a really good deal on flights, right? I swear to God, it was 50 bucks plus tax to fly across the Atlantic. It was ridiculous. Everybody should fly on a royal occasion. That's insane. Um, So, yeah. So, what are your thoughts about, let's start with the queen. Mm. You know, it's basically my homegirl. Well, I come from Belfast, which is a Victorian town. And outside the front of City Hall, there's a big statue of Queen Victoria. Queen Victoria was not the the hottest woman of her time. She was portly. She was it's not the portliness, it's more the skull. Okay. A skull and a face. And do and, not shame poor Queen for having a resting bitch face. She was like She was big. ahead of her time. She was like she had five a lot of stuff on a good day. She was very tiny. And she kind of just round. I mean she she had like fifty fucking kids, right? Like she had just like just like that. Yeah, that's the sound of childbirth. Ooh. But, That's actually yeah. the sign of an Irish person dying under British rule for 800 years. Wow. Lot to unpack here. Lot to unpack. Continue. Well, I think the current queen um, has developed that, to quote Hillary Hagerman, resting bitch face. But the current Queen Elizabeth in her heyday was, you know, a smiley kind of not Marilyn Monroe, but, you know, getting there. Fun fact, have you mm. ever been to like the muse- any museums or anything for her, like in Kensington Palace? They have her clothing. Why would he go there? Anyways, no, I know. <laughs> I've been but banned from the mall. She was stacked. Like her dress. I'm sorry, I'm just saying. It's something that you're going to notice. It's true. She was freaking stacked. If you stacked. go into like, the Getty archives. But does that influence it? Like that she was a smiley person? I thought like all well, queens no. just be like feared or loved. Like, I mean, you don't bill? grow up with the smile in, in, in your mind. You grow up with the money, right? So you're seeing her every day on your coins and on your banknotes. So that's kind of the image you have, which is a kind of more of a stately, not quite scarly face, but kind of let's say somber, sober. I don't, I'm sure everybody's mm-hmm. familiar with that picture of the queen kind of side profile that Banksy, for example, has kind of played off. Um, so that's the one I grew up with. And I guess I don't know if I... I think my feelings were not necessarily directed towards the Queen herself or indeed the royal family is more the British state. I think since I've moved away and, you know, just experiencing the hysteria around the British royal family from afar. And, as, and that hysteria also exists in Britain and indeed in Ireland, so I don't want to isolate Canada or North America, but it is here. And just to witness that, it's like... There's just this like cognitive dissonance. It's like the obsession. Just I, I don't I don't understand it. I mean I, I do understand it from a, a celebrity pop culture perspective, but it's also like it's bizarre. Interesting. Yeah. It is a bit bizarre when you think of it like that. I mean we're not tuning in to watch like a celebrity wedding on TV. I mean our job is to cover the royals, and for three months leading up to the royal wedding. All we did was talk about the royal wedding. We would never do that for a celebrity. 
Well, maybe you wouldn't, but I okay. don't have a life. So I've watched many a wedding on television, All the Real Housewives. I've seen Kim Kardashian get married twice on television. But do you think it's more of the, like in Canada, the novelty of like prince and princess, the fairy tale aspect that we're drawn to, do you think? I mean, certainly there's been a renaissance of that with William and then maybe even more so with Harry and Meghan Markle that obviously... I mean, existed back home when Diana was was alive, but I think when she passed, some of that disappeared, and I think it's come back strongly. So people are trying, and it's certainly with Meghan Markle. There's the worlds of celebrity and royaldom are clashing like never before. Like people present that Diana is a commoner, but Diana wasn't a commoner. She still came from a you know pretty like high up family. So it is interesting. I do have one little bit of gossip. Do it from the royal wedding. It? That I don't have all the full details. That's okay. We I, hit us. We don't care. I don't have the full if, details. If there's details that, if it's fact checked. So just hit us. you probably know more than me, but there was a story about Oprah at the royal wedding, yes, and that she she had a hot dit. She did. And who was this? Oh, there was this thing. Who was this mystery man? That who she said? Who did she walk into the serving us up this gossip that I didn't even know about? When I see Oprah, I see no one else. So I'm yeah. There's I'm, no one to the side. Yeah. No one holding her hand. Well, that was that was supposed to be the kiss. She so who came, is it? she came to the wedding by herself, and then the morning of the wedding, <sighs> you have to show up for like check in like five hours before, which is interesting to hear about because even Oprah has to like get up at the crack of dawn and go and check in and. You go to this one place, then you sign in, then you go on this bus to go to the place, and then you get off the bus, and then you start walking up to gravel or whatever it is to wherever the wedding was, somewhere in the world, I guess. And so Oprah goes to this place, and this person that uh, a friend of mine knows was also there at check-in, mm-hmm. and unlike a lot of the other people that are at check-in who were just fawning over Oprah, he was just like chatting to her. He wasn't starstruck. He was like, whatever. Not whatever. He was like, and they shared some interest around a book they'd read, and they kind of got chatting. How do you have this? Who Sorry. is this, who yeah. is this friend How did that he has get so shared close? interest? Well, one, I can't fully remember the details. And two, I don't want to divulge them all. But, <gasps> it's but, a secret source. <laughs> it's a, se- it's a secret source, yeah. Is it you? It, and you went to the royal wedding because you secretly love the royals? Uh, I wouldn't be starstruck by Oprah, but I might struggle with um, stuff in common to talk about. But... Actually, I think it would be good that I wouldn't be starstruck by Oprah. I'm not generally starstruck by anyone. Yeah, and I think that's an uh, I think actually, quality. I think I would I would banter with Oprah. So it could have been me, but it wasn't me. Okay, it was this other person, and they got on the bus, and they you know just they had to be chatting, so they sat beside each other in the bus. But as far as he was concerned, I mean, this guy's like somebody too. He was at the royal wedding. He wasn't you know anyone, but he's not he's not a celebrity. He's just like someone. Was um, it JP? <laughs> JP and Sevilla with digging in with JP and Sevilla, Yahoo Canada Sports Podcast, uh, no. available now on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Sorry, yeah, like no. Okay, so this person JP. had to have been okay. But I'm assuming if you're gonna be going to a royal wedding mm-hmm. and you're invited to like get on the bus, mm. you're 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 somebody. So this shit doesn't phase you, right? Right. Yeah, but. Yeah, but neither of them, including, like, they hadn't planned to, they'd no plus ones. I mean, as far as I know, Oprah's partner kind of lives in the shadows, doesn't like to be, is this is correct? I don't even know if she has a partner. Th- Stedman. Oh, yeah. Gail. Actually, yeah, right. actually, this I did heard. He <laughs> actually, he didn't want, he, was, he could have come to the wedding, but he was like, no, I'm going to, you know, drink coffee on my front porch or something instead. Well, big ups to that. Which is, you know. <laughs> Someone has to watch the dogs. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, he he was there by himself, I guess. Or sorry, Oprah's there by himself, and this guy was here by himself. So when they got off the bus, 
they were told by whoever the royal palace people right you're going to get off the bus and then it's going to be bam paparazzi are here you're walking up this is it be ready and so oprah's like hey will you walk with me and he's like i guess so so he walks up the i don't know what was it there was like a promenade or something yeah not the promenade but a promenade sure towards the church or whatever and photographers are snapping then they go into the church oprah has a a spot at the front because she's oprah he's at the back but then somehow she ends up going back and up and then back and they end up sitting together during the whole ceremony i'm sorry how is this happening okay he got upgraded from a janky old plastic folding chair, like a, a metal folding chair. Well, no, he's inside the, the church. Choir. No, I know, but they oh. were sitting on. Oh, they were pla- they were folding chairs. Okay. He basically just Oprah a- rearranged hmm. the seating arrangement at Meghan Markle's wedding. Basically, is what you're mm, saying. I guess so. Yeah. Is he hot? Is it David Beckham? Is it Idris Elba? Is it Ben Mulroney? <laughs> the first two of those are hot. Uh, Uh, um, to Ben he's beautiful but uh, anyway photographers were snapping them because they're like who is Oprah sitting beside because it wasn't like a back M or an Alba like photographers were like who is this guy and so I guess the tabloids maybe it wasn't covered in Canada the tabloids were just running like who's Oprah's mystery man whatever well we're running it tomorrow this is our breaking story this is insane okay this we'll we'll change your voice to be like oh my my source what you're just (laughs) talking about to me reminds me of like you know how in the Bible, like, Jesus mm. will cloak himself and, like, have someone help him and then be like, but it's I, Jesus. <laughs> That's what it's like for me with this person. Like, Do you want me to call this person and get the name, not yeah. live on yeah. the phone? That's what, but this is what it's like to me where it's like, oh, a woman sees you on the street and she asks you to walk up with her and then she goes, it's me, Oprah. <laughs> Oprah Winfrey. What? <laughs> That's her voice. What are you saying? That's what she says. Okay, we're gonna it's we're gonna find out. Calling now. Oh my god. Oh my god. We're going to speak with someone who's. We're going to speak with my partner Hima. <gasps> oh my god. Hey Hima, uh, this is Kiran. Um, you're now going to be live on Make It Rain, the Royals podcast. Is that okay for one moment? Okay, I'm going to put you on speaker. Uh, so Hima, we're now you're joined by Hillary and Libby. Say hello. Hi hello. Hima. We were just, uh, you know, gossiping, three girls around the table, talking about the royal wedding, just chatting, giving, they're lying, they're holding space for me to talk about my childhood and, and my feelings towards the royal family. Um, we thought so too. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of healing going on. Hima, we heard a little story from Kieran that um, someone that you know got very close to our personal Lord and Savior, Oprah Winfrey, at the royal wedding. How do you know this yep, person? And how do you know this person? You don't have to go into too many details. I'm just trying to. Um, we were we're like uh, we're like friends through our religious community. Got it. Um, so I've known him for like 14 years. Met him at a conference like years and years ago, and have have uh, have known him ever since. So when so. I want it. Well, I want to know what Oprah smells like. If you can ask that question for me, that would be great. <laughs> but um, I can inquire. Yeah, he didn't. He shared a lot of details, but he didn't. He didn't share the smell. I'm at a loss for words like here. What, like what details? Like what did he say? If like what you can give well, us. Well, it, 
it was like this really hilarious experience where him and Oprah showed up to registration for the royal wedding super early. The registration opened from eight to was open from eight to eleven, and somehow the message got to Oprah that you need to leave London at like four a.m. because there's going to be tons and tons of traffic, and so she left London at four a.m. and then gets to registration super early, and she's one of ten people there. And the rest of the people there were, like, duchesses and dukes. There was only, like, ten people. So there was, like, eight people that were, like, duchesses and dukes that all knew each other. And then there was my friend and Oprah. And, I mean, long story short, Oprah was, like, twiddling her fingers. Like, she was sitting down, looking around in this, like, waiting area. And she didn't have anyone to speak to. Um, and so, uh, he went and shared, like, a story with her about Eckhart Tolle which I don't know if you're familiar with, but yes, it's one, of, one, one of the authors. Um, yeah, one of the authors that Oprah really, like, um, kind of put on the map. Uh, and so then they bonded over that, and then that led to them, like, spending more time together, and they ended up sitting on the bus together, and then when the moment came where they had to leave the bus, and every they were advised that every single media outlet in the whole world would be around the, the corner, um, he, you know, he was obviously like a gentleman and politely was like, oh yeah, go ahead, you know, assuming that she would want to walk in alone, but she wanted to walk in with him. So then they walked into the royal wedding together. Oh my goodness. Wow. That's yeah. a lot. Yeah, it was insane. And then after like the tabloids picked it up because a bunch of pictures were taken of them together. Um, and so the tabloids picked it up calling him the mystery man. Wow. I would put that on my LinkedIn profile. Yes. I would immediately say Oprah Winfrey's mystery man. That's an incredible story. Thank you it, so it much for sharing. It was really incredible because uh, so I've known him for a really long time, but then re- most recently he actually hired um, me and my business partner to produce this experience like under his, the company that he's the CEO of. So we actually were spending more time with him. We, we were going out to L.A. to work to, to, like, meetings and stuff. So when we had gone out to L.A. for one of our meetings, he told us that, like, three days before, the Buckingham Palace had called him to invite him to the royal wedding. Um, and so we knew that he was going at that point. And then, um, and then he actually went. And then they removed your phones and stuff. So then, like, the pictures were, like, coming in um, of him with a picture of Oprah and uh, it was it was crazy. I was like, oh my god, that means we're one, de- one degree separation. <laughs> Do they stay in touch? Well, they didn't exchange phone numbers, but they have like they're mutual friends with Eckhart Tolle, and so she was like, we have to do dinner. Me, me you, and Eckhart should do dinner. Okay, so this paints uh, more same. of a picture for me. Like this is not just some guy who's just like off the street. Like he knows, you know, one of the biggest spiritualists of our time essentially yeah and i think well i mean history is he is sort of i mean he was just like a regular middle class south asian dude from delaware um who then really you know became deep deeply um passionate and involved in the wealth space and then like through that made like a lot of connections um but like he yeah he comes from like humble beginnings he's not like wasn't like raised in that world he's just literally a regular dude so it's um 
and now and now he 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 because of the the work that he's done in the wellness space, like he's met and is friends with a lot of celebrities and lives in LA, and that's how he knows Meghan Markle, and that's mm. how he got invited to the royal wedding. Um, but it's still like it's so it's it's um it's surreal for me because I knew him before that. Wow. So he was essentially Oprah's Meghan Markle of the day. Oprah Meghan yeah. Markled him and brought him up yeah. to sit with her. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Small L- world, guys. Long story short, you got the wrong person on the podcast. I know. Wow. Am I talking We're going to have to uh, have to redo anyway, this Anyway, back to burning the royals. <laughs> anyway, back to uh, hate, hating the royals. <laughs> Thank you so much, Hema. You're welcome. I'll call you back in a minute. Okay, bye. Bye. Wow. That was quite something. Shit. I need new friends. That's not... Mm. Yeah. Wow. So that doesn't impress you at all. Does that impress you? That don't impress me much. I mean, from a like happenstance kind of... Um, what's that word? Just like the beauty of the moment? Sure, but... I mean, I'd, I'd be pretty cool to walk down, walk up to the wedding with Oprah. You're yeah. damn right it would be. But once I got in, it might be like, I got to go. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. I would let her use me as a footstool if she wanted to. I don't even like Oprah that much. It would just be cool. I wouldn't even be paying attention to Meghan Markle. I would just be staring at Oprah the entire time. Wow, that's amazing. So, wow, we just got like a little bit closer. We've we've come like a we've come super, super close to like royal adjacent people. We have. We thought that last week's guest, Sarah Jenkins, was the closest we'll ever be to royalty. But no, because someone now knows Oprah. We had Sarah. We had Lainey. Not you. Uh, Hema. <laughs> and now on Monday, next Monday, we're going to meet J-Mall, J- Jessica Mulroney. Oh, yeah. Mm. Wow, it's all happening. We're going to be on the ne- <laughs> If Prince Harry and Meghan Markle ever get divorced, do you think they will? We're going to the next wedding. That's all I'm saying. Okay, I think it's uh, time for a quick break. Um, But when we come back, we're going to talk about something on our minds frequently. Um, Samantha Markle, Thomas Markle, and uh, the rest of the crazy Markle clan. Stay with us. Hey Mel, Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty. Daddy. 
Hey, Mikey, if you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... What? Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart, Brian. What do you think of Meghan Markle's family? Oh yeah, because we're going to transition into a new topic. Don't know if I have enough information to have an opinion. Correct answer. And unlike most people, that will actually stop me from giving the opinion. Well, you can have an opinion on this. So basically what happened today is Meghan Markle's sister, half-sister, Samantha Markle, uh, went off on a Twitter rant on her sister saying uh, that by paying tribute to Nelson Mandela, she's being a hypocrite because she can't even pay tribute to her own father and basically said that if their father dies, it's her fault. This is weird to me. Like, because you are saying, like, I don't know, go bears or something, you're not paying tribute to our father? Like, what the fuck? I don't know, but she said, act like a humanitarian, act like a woman. If our father dies, I'm holding you responsible, Meg. First of all, it's Megan. So there's there's a couple of things going on there. One, obviously, there's just like a lot of pain between those two. So it's not about Nelson Mandela. It's it's always about Nelson Mandela. (laughs) How dare her on his 100th birthday take the spotlight from him? I mean, Facebook is trying to take the spotlight from Nelson Mandela. And I saw a friend posting that if Nelson, if Facebook was around when Nelson Mandela was doing his thing in his heyday, Facebook would have been doing everything they can, they could to suppress his information and what he was doing. So everybody's talking about Nelson Mandela to get their own little piece of him. Whether Meghan Markle is trying to get her own little piece of him, um, I don't know. I think she's probably more right to it than Facebook does. But I think as far as your sister's concerned, it's just a lot of pain. And as Oprah herself might say, forgiveness is a great gift. And sometimes the pain of holding on is greater than forgiving. See, but like I, okay, I do get that whole like hurt people, hurt people. (laughs) (laughs) What I don't like about Samantha Markle, though, is that she's rumored to be on Celebrity Big Brother, which is a big deal in the UK. Like that's a... It's a bold statement. Well, it is. Let me say, uh, in my version of the UK, where I watch <laughs> Loose Women on YouTube. Great show. So now you know everything you need to know about me. Um, I was a student. I've watched Loose Women. Yeah. And what is that other show, Lorraine? Lorraine, yeah. Yeah. So I watch those shows. And so they always talk about CBB. And they always say that it's a big deal. So I see this as more like they probably weren't really close growing up. Pot kettle black is what you're saying. Yeah, kind of. I think that she's probably in it for a little bit of cash. Rumor has it that she set up the photo op for her father to like be papped by paparazzi looking at maps of England or pictures of castles or something. I don't feel I should feel some kind of sympathy, but I really don't for her. I think that if they really like this is just some sick attention seeking thing. But it's not about sympathy. What I what I was saying. But it's not even empathy. It's like it's people are. I don't know what you said. People are pain or pain is people. People are people. It's not. It's not. It was hurt people, hurt people. Oh, I see. Okay. Keep that in mind. No, no comma. Okay, I get it. I do, and I don't agree with you. I mean, yes, she. It's a. It's attention seeking. They need to, like, just they need to not go on the internet for a while. Um, and Thomas needs to stop saying like. 
I see the pain in my daughter, but I do think it comes from a place like they know that there's um there's a gap there and they know that something has been broken and they're trying to get it back, but it it comes from a good place, but they just have fucked it up. I mean, it's going to, so completely. It's going to be hard, not with her in the palace. It just gets like, worse every time. I you can't kind of like family reunions with a bit no. of pot pie. Like it's not happening. See, I honestly think that like this family is so fractured and has been for a long time that sometimes you underestimate the lengths that some people will go just to hurt one another. I We're think talking this about is, the royals, right? Well, when I was ten, no, yeah, they're like I'm just Ugh. saying, like I come from like a family that's had its ups and downs. I just think that sometimes, like, fathers like, you know, Thomas Markle, who maybe he's made some bad, bad choices. He's moved to Mexico because he filed for bankruptcy here. Like, there's some issues going on. I honestly don't think that he knows, like, what's right or wrong. He must know that this is wrong. But I think that he's just, like, I don't think it comes from a good place at all whatsoever to me. I don't know. I think it does, but I think he doesn't know how to deal with his feelings or emotions i don't know i just don't trust anything he's saying like how he thinks that megan markle's terrified that he sees it in her eyes and he sees it in her smile i mean she's being watched by the world i think anybody would be a little bit it's terrified. probably a little scary it's nothing like groundbreaking for him to say she's probably a little scared mm, you guys are such optimists no 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 no. i do no, not no. i think that you care too much i don't care I just yes, care a lot. Hurt people. Hurt people. Guys, I'm going to tell it to you one more time. Hurt people, hurt people. Caring people care. There's Too much. There's going to be a lot of healing that's going to be done with this family, but they got to shut their mouths if they ever want anything to happen. I think they need to give it like three years. Yeah. Just let Queen Bib not be mad at you anymore or possibly die hopefully not how could you say she's such a old thing? as hell she's like 92 which she can join what do you call the corgi again susan susan Both guy fox they're all up there all up there dancing around with nelson mandela they're all winning <laughs> oh god rest in peace nelson two revolutionaries and a dog big up <laughs> yeah i mean we should probably wrap this up because i could go on forever i know you could Start <laughs> out my feelings about this uh kieran where can whoa I had a stroke. Where can people find you, Kieran? Kieran? Oh, you can uh, check out Yahoo Sports uh, on Instagram. That's when all our fun stuff's happening. And yeah, we're the, we are sports without the suits, getting you closer to the game. Not as close today because I'm here. Kiki B, we appreciate your sacrifice. Yeah, Kiki B, keep, keep doing you. I feel like you're a very layered individual. And you're going to be the one that takes us one step closer to the royals. I mean, you already did. One step closer to the edge and I'm about to break. Keep peeling that onion. <laughs> That's right. We're going to peel some more onions next week on Make It Rain. Maybe, probably, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, in the meantime, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever else you listen to podcasts. Um, that's all, all for now. Bye. Bye. He joined he in. Did it. It's he perfect. Did it. Good what job. a fan. Was it the corset dress situation? I don't know. I'm just Maybe saying. Maybe a bit of column A, a little column B. Mm. Yeah, she had a body yaddy yaddy. Sp- 
developing your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.